The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to John. Glory to you. When the crowd saw that neither Jesus nor his disciples were there, they themselves got into boats and came to Capernaum looking for Jesus. When they found him across the sea, they said to him, Rabbi, when did you get here? Jesus answered them and said, Amen, amen, I say to you. You are not looking for me. You are looking for me not because you saw signs, but because you ate the loaves and were filled. Do not work for food that perishes, but for the food that endures for eternal life, which the Son of Man will give you. For on him the Father, God, has set his seal. So they said to him, What can we do to accomplish the works of God? Jesus answered and said to them, This is the work of God that you believe in the one he sent. So they said to him, What sign can you do that we may see and believe in you? What can you do? Our ancestors ate manna in the desert as it is written. He gave them bread from heaven to eat. So Jesus said to them, Amen, amen, I say to you, it was not Moses who gave bread from heaven. My father gives you the true bread from heaven. For the bread of God is that which comes down from heaven and gives life to the world. So they said to him, Sir, give us this bread always. Jesus said to them, I am the bread of life. Whoever comes to me will never hunger, and whoever believes in me will never thirst. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you. Welcome, everyone. Grateful to have you here today. Uh, Just a a word of note again, if you'd like to follow along for the readings, there's the word among us, which uh, normally there's copies in the back. But there's also up in the top of the hymns, 1161 is actually the number in the red book, the gather hymnal, the number for the readings. So if you ever get to your pew and you want to follow along with the readings, which is sometimes helpful to be able to stay connected, uh, that's one way to be able to do it. If, uh, if you've been here the last two weekends, you know that we're kind of working through a series. So the lectionary is going through the Gospel of Mark, year B, but we're jumping into John in the Bread of Life discourse. And today is finally when we're kind of really starting the Bread of Life. We see that Jesus is starting to refer to himself as the Bread of Life. Uh, but uh, we're going to continue this kind of series and continue to keep on referencing back to the Bread of Life. And so uh, two weekends ago, we talked about with the, with the way in which the bread of life, God desires to give us rest, right? True rest. Um, last week, we talked about the way in which God desires to not just give us the bread of life, but desires us to cooperate in his gift of the bread of life. And that he desires our cooperation here at Mass and with the Eucharist and in prayer and in life. This week, I'd like to talk a little bit about the way in which the bread of life desires us to seek after him. Now, we as humans always seek. We're always seeking something, right? We're always trying to get get our way in some way, sometimes better, sometimes worse. For myself, when I was growing up, uh, the thing that I was seeking uh, was to do well, to be successful, right? Uh, And I was very good at it. I did well in high school Ended up uh, getting an appointment to the Naval Academy in Annapolis. Uh, I was doing pretty well, successful. And my intention was 
to kind of, you know, graduate from there, make some money, get out of the Navy, and then make as much money uh, as I could and retire as early as possible. And that's what kind of motivated most of my seeking, most of my actions uh, and everything else was ordered towards uh, how can I, you know, I wasn't expecting to get mega, mega rich because I knew that that would take a lot of work. But I, I figured I could get, you know, rich enough to retire early, right? And that was what I was kind of working for. And you could see and most of my actions were kind of ordered in that way. However, as God sometimes does when we're open to him, open to his cooperation and other things, he started to challenge. I started to get challenged in my assumptions of what I was seeking. One of the things that started to change me in some ways was starting to realize that people uh, who did retire early or were very successful weren't always the happiest people, right? And so I was seeking to make a lot of money and retire early so that I could be happy. And I noticed people who were able to do that weren't always the happiest. And sometimes their life was in shambles or just didn't have a very good life in general, very good balance or anything. And so it started to challenge me a little bit of say, okay, well, maybe, you know, retiring early, making a lot of money and retiring early doesn't always make you happy. The other thing uh, is hearing Jesus speak about another parable, a parable where uh, a rich man fills his barns up. He actually builds a new barn in order to store all of his goods. And then finally he's like, oh, good, now I can rest. And Jesus says, you fool, right? For that night, God will call forth his life. And that kind of challenged me to say, oh, yeah, that's right. I'm not invincible. I hope that I'm going to live to an old age, but I don't know, right? We don't know how long we're going to live. And what about if I do all this work and I retire and the next day I'm dead, right? Done all that in vain, right? So what, what, what am I seeking? And Jesus kind of challenges again the people here who are seeking the things that perish. What I realized was that I was seeking something that perished, something that wasn't uh, very, um, I wasn't very sure about, right? That I could easily lose, that could bear it, perish very easily, and at the end, certainly would perish no matter what. And Jesus sees that the people who are following him are seeking not the eternal, but the things that perish. And we see that because he, he, he calls them out on it. You know, they start the conversation and they say, Rabbi, you know, when did you get here? Right? They kind of open up in a, in a nice conversation, you know, just kind of making small talk. And Jesus dives right into the heart of the situation. He says, amen, amen, I say to you, you are looking for me not because you saw signs, um, not because you saw saw signs, but because you ate the loaves and were filled. Do not work for food that perishes, but for the food that endures for eternal life. Right? He calls them out and he says, you're not seeking me because of for eternal life. You're not seeking me for God. You're seeking me for your belly. Right? You're seeking to be satisfied for something that perishes, for something that is temporary, something that will perish. Here, I'm trying to give you a sign of who I am, and you're just concerned about getting fed the next meal. He wants to give us something eternal, and we just want to play in the mud. We just want to get that next meal. 
And Jesus is trying to get them to seek. Now, we ourselves who come here, again, seek God in different ways. But we hope that we're here seeking God and not just our belly. Now, in some ways, right, we're not maybe seeking to be fed, right? Because hopefully, um, you know, little tiny Eucharist isn't, doesn't exactly satisfy that much, right? We're not seeking here for food. But maybe uh, sometimes, I mean, certainly as a kid, I sometimes did this, was I went uh, to A, not get in trouble, or B, because there were donuts after Mass, right? Uh, so I sometimes, you know, was content enough to say, okay, I'll go and I'll, you know, fill my belly right after, uh, again, seeking kind of in these different kind of different ways. Um, but we should also take heart in the fact that uh, we can sometimes say it's difficult to seek the things that are eternal or to understand or to always see the signs of Jesus. And we sometimes think, again, that it was easy in the past, right? If we would have been there for the feeding 5,000, we think that it would have been really easy. Like, wow, 5,000 people were fed from these five loaves and two fish. Wow, how could we not recognize that sign? And yet, Jesus clearly points out that the people here did not recognize that sign. Not only does he explicitly tell them, but then he says, hey, you want to do the work of the Father that endures. And they say, yeah, we want to, we want to do that work. And, he, and then they say, um, well, show us a sign. And he's like, uh, what, what did I just do? I just fed 5,000 people with five loaves and two fish, right? You don't get it, right? What, what can God do to get it through us? Well, he can continue to show us signs, continue to show us miracles, but at the end of the day, it requires us to be open in faith and trust of him to the signs and the miracles that he works in our life. Do we seek him or we just seek our belly, right? And here at Mass, we participate in something that is eternal. We participate in the work of God here by believing in the one whom God the Father sent. Because Jesus told us to do this in remembrance of him, right? Take this bread, take this wine, do this in remembrance of me. And so we follow in faith and trust in believing in the one whom God the Father sent and do it in remembrance of him. But it's not just that, right? It's something even more amazing. This is more amazing of a sign than the feeding of the 5,000. Every single time that we come to Mass, a miracle takes place. Something even more amazing than the multiplication of loaves is that here on this altar, ordinary bread and wine become the body, blood, soul, and divinity of Jesus Christ. Now, we don't experience it in the same physical way as a multiplication of the loaves, maybe, but that makes it no less real. Here is a miracle, a sign of who Jesus Christ is, of who God is. And we experience it, yes, in a veiled way, where we're not able to fully participate in it because we're here on earth. But this is the eternal liturgy, right? When we think about heaven, the things that endure, the only thing that will endure forever is God, right? 
And God invites us into that participation. He gives us an eternal soul to be able to be with him forever. And how will it be in heaven forever? It's not going to be an amusement park. It's not going to be a Seven Flags or a Disneyland. Um, Thankfully, it's not going to be as expensive as that. Uh, It's only, well, in some ways it's more expensive. But in other ways, it's less, right? Less money um, in some ways. But heaven is spending eternity with God, right? And that's actually what we do here. We spend time with God, again, in a veiled way, okay? So we recognize that this is not exactly as heaven is going to be. It is going to be how heaven is going to be, but we aren't able to fully participate in it. We participate in a broken and veiled way. However, we want to seek not the things that perish, not the things that are going to go away. Eventually, someday, all of this will go away. Even we know that the sun will grow and actually, in some ways, take up the solar system. And we know that this earth will no longer exist. All things will perish. But what are the things that endure? Right? What are the things that are eternal? Jesus wants us to seek the things, the food that does not, not just food that perishes, but the food that endures to eternal life. And that is Jesus Christ here on this altar that we get to participate in. And so let us continue to hopefully uh, come to understand what we do in life, continue to understand what we're seeking in life, and continue to come and, and unite ourselves to the bread of life which comes here and desires us to seek him, uh, the thing, the bread of life which endures.